Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Good Night Show. I am your host, Daniel Van Kirk. It is Tuesday, June 16th, around 12 a.m., Rochelle, Illinois time. And I'm glad that you are here. Being that it's Tuesday, on, on Tuesdays, we talk about pop culture history. We, history, <laughs> history. we celebrate the uh, anniversaries, the um, birthdays, or just any sort of uh, commemorate the, the time that something happened on that date. I'm sure there's a cleaner way to say it, but that's why I need help with this show. And who better to help me than the best producer ever? Let's welcome him. He is my producer. He is Noah Everhart. Noah. Good night to you. Good night to you, Dan. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about some fun stuff today. We've got a great topic. We're going to kick around on the back half of this show. If you have thoughts on any of the, um, uh, the things or people or events that we commemorate or talk about today, let me know what you think of them. Maybe you have a personal experience with one of them. Maybe you have thoughts on the big topic that we do in the second half of the show. Anyway, you can let me know by calling 609 955. That's 609 644 609-644-4855. You can leave a voicemail. You can send me a text. You can also email me at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. I would love it if you did. Send me your sex and relationship advice questions. What are you going through? I'll try and help. I'm not a professional, but I care. Also, you can send me your positive stories. What good thing has happened in your life or in somebody's life that you love? them and the thing that happened. We do that on Fridays. So let me know about what you're going through that is good. Also, give me recommendations for things to read, watch, that you're entertained by. I take some of those recommendations. I check those things out. So you are not only helping all the listeners, but you're helping me. I want to be entertained. Am I not entertained? Let's find out. Okay. This week in pop culture history, let's run it down, Noah. On Monday, June 15th, The Apartment premieres. Have you seen the movie The Apartment? I have not. I have not either. Add it. Let's put it on the list. The Apartment premieres in 1960, starring Jack Lemmon. There are people very upset with both of us right now, by the way. <laughs> and Shirley MacLaine, and written and directed by Billy Wilder, amazing director of the golden age of cinema. The Apartment is regarded as one of the greatest films ever made, a critical and commercial success despite its controversial subject matter. The Apartment was nominated for 10 awards and won five um, by awards, I assume they mean Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. Lemon and McLean were Oscar-nominated and won Golden Globe Awards for their performances for in the film. I don't want to give anything else away, I, so I don't. There's a little uh, drop down here of what it's about. I'm not interested in it. I mean, I am, but I don't want to read it because I I, I don't want to. I, if I'm going to see a movie and you know it's good, why do I need to think know anything about it? This is like trailers. Where I'm like. Trailers exist to get people who do not know what this movie is or are on the fence to buy a ticket. If mm -hmm. you already know, what was it, 15 years ago, that you were going to buy a ticket for Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, you don't need to watch the trailer. Now, if, if part of your experience is, I like watching the trailer, go for it. But if you're somebody like me who wants to experience everything as intended in the order that it was laid out and written and performed and shot... It, on the big screen, I don't want to see it in any other way. If I already know I'm going to see it. Same thing. Like, so we're like, let me tell you about this movie. It's really good. I'm like, is it really good? Should I definitely see it? Yes. I'm like, then don't tell me anything. So do you not watch Marvel trailers when those movies are coming out? Do you avoid them? I do. But here's what I'll usually do. Sometimes like 
before the actual marketing push of a movie, which is usually like six to eight weeks out, you know, like a year, sometimes even longer, they'll do like a teaser trailer. I'll watch mm-hmm. that trailer one time because I w- won't remember enough. And it right. usually doesn't give anything away. But mm-hmm. like with all of the recent Star Wars movies, I haven't watched a single trailer beforehand because I knew wow. I was going to go see it. So mm-hmm. they don't, I don't need, it's not for me. But if you feel like it is, good on you. That's just how I live my life. Um, also, in 1994, The Lion King premiered on this date of June 15th. The Lion King is the 32nd Disney animated feature film and the fifth animated film produced during, <clears throat> excuse me, during a period known as the Disney Renaissance with a star-studded voice cast and original songs by Elton John and Tim Rice. The film was both a commercial and critical success and remains the all-time best-selling film on home video. For anybody wondering, the Disney Renaissance is when Disney produced critically or commercially successful animated films, making much more profit than most of their other Disney films of past era. It really was like the comeback. And in my opinion, yeah, it's listed here. I was going to say the first one to do it was The Little Mermaid. There was a time where I pretty much knew every line to Little Mermaid. And there was a time where for months I would put on Lion King every night when I went to sleep. I don't know. I just went through a stage. Yeah, it's so good. The other uh, movies from this Disney renaissance, so it's Little Mermaid, The Lion King, The Rescuers, Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, uh, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan. I wish we could recast someone in Hercules. Tuesday, June 16th, the blue, I don't know what's with me tonight. The Blues Brothers premiered in 1980. The Blues Brothers stars John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd as Joliet, Jake, and Elwood Blues, characters developed from the Blues Brothers' reoccurring musical sketch on Saturday Night Live. The film is set in and around Chicago, Illinois, where it was filmed. The film's screenplay was written by uh, Aykroyd and Landis. It features musical numbers by R&B, soul, and blues singers James Brown, Cab Calloway, Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, and John Lee Hooker. Due to several production delays, The Blues Brothers is one of the most expensive comedies ever produced. Uh, have you seen Blues Brothers, Noah? It's been a long time. Yeah, me too. So I like need to really I need to revisit time. it. Yeah, I'd rewatch it, I suppose. But um, people absolutely love it. I think I've only seen mm-hmm. it like twice. Um, some people, it's like that's like in their like movie bible. <clears throat> sure. Also on June 16th is Tupac Shakur's birthday. Born in East Harlem in 1971 as Lassane Parrish Crooks, Tupac is considered by many as one of the most significant rappers of all time. Much of Tupac's work has been noted for addressing contemporary social issues that plagued inner cities, and he is considered a a symbol of resistance and activism against inequality. In his short career, Tupac recorded two best-selling albums, All Eyes on Me and Greatest Hits. At the age of 25, he was killed in a drive-by shooting. Five more albums have been released since his death, all of which have been certified platinum. So there's a current clip going around right now about him talking about how what like predominantly uh, like the systematic like administrators of white privilege in this country think of uh, black people in the black community. And Mm -hmm. I saw people saying like, it's still, you know, it's crazy. This still holds up like this is still exactly relevant today. And so much of his music is. And I... (laughs) 
sadly, what dawned on me was like, well, yeah, you know why it's relevant? Nothing changed. Mm-hmm. Things can stay it's relevant true. forever if nothing changes. It yep. is. It lends power to what he's saying, but it's also a sad reason for it. Yeah, it wouldn't. I bet if he if if Tupac had the choice, he would love if everything he was saying seemed so outdated and didn't apply anymore. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday, June seventeenth, Dolly Parton is uh, recorded. This is the date that she recorded. I will always love you. Yes, if you didn't know, it is not a Whitney Houston song. It is an amazing song sung by Whitney Houston. Like, I mean, I think even Dolly says that she did it the best, but it's a Dolly Parton song. It was written and originally recorded in 1973 by American singer songwriter. Parton's version of the track was released in 1974. The song reached number one on the billboard hot country songs uh, chart. It did it twice first in 1974. And then again in October, 1982 with her re-recording on the soundtrack of the film, best little whorehouse in Texas. So a lot of people don't even know that I will always love you is on two soundtracks. Whitney Houston recorded her version of the song in the 1992 film. So that's 10 years later. So this song had been, this song had been around for almost 20 years. Um, she did it for the film, the bodyguard and is one of the best selling singles of all time. True story. Noah, First CD I ever owned? Yeah. The Bodyguard soundtrack. There you go. I was getting a CD player for Christmas. My grandma walked in, said my young grandson is getting a CD player. She went to Walmart and Rochelle. She said, I want to get him a CD. This is back when it's like, it didn't matter what it was. Like it was just a CD. And the guy was like, Mm -hmm. well, this is like the most popular CD there is. Like they were just buying an item, not like art. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She's like, oh, okay. So she just bought. She just bought the Bodyguard soundtrack, and that Amazing. is part of why I am this way. Do you know my first uh, CD that I bought? Oh, hold on. Is it Green Day? No. Hold on. Is it No Doubt? Not quite. It's uh, Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again. Ooh, yeah. okay. I was in the first right one. era. Yeah, absolutely. Um. June 17th is also the anniversary of Amelia Amelia Earhart crosses the Atlantic. 92 years ago, Amelia Amelia Earhart became the first woman to fly across the Atlantic. She was part of a team piloted by William Stoltz and co-pilot Lewis Gordon Earhart did not pilot the aircraft because she wasn't trained on the equipment. Her team departed from Newfoundland on June 17th, landing in South Wales exactly 20 hours and 40 minutes later. When interviewed after landing, Earhart said, Stoltz did all the flying. Had to. I was just baggage like a sack of potatoes. Maybe someday I'll try it alone. Four years later, she did. Uh, Also in the state, the Supremes recorded Where Did Our Love Go? The song was first a single by the Supremes to go. It was the first one to go to number one in the U.S. and the first of five Supreme songs in a row to reach number one. Supreme, if you don't, if you're not, if you're not hip to the Supremes, get to it because they're great. Thursday, June 18th is also Paul McCartney's birthday. I mean, with songs like "Oh" uh, and "I Love Her," "Yesterday," "Eleanor Rigby," "Back Blackbird." I'm I love. I, sometimes I do it as a joke, but I love Wings. Sure. I think yeah, over time, absolutely. Wings has gotten more love with, you know, the, the weight of nostalgia is a heavy and welcomed one. And um, mm-hmm. man, that sounded profound, didn't it? <laughs> I just made that oh, yeah. up as I was talking. I don't even you know. You do if it, it makes all the sense. time. That's why I'm always saying put it on a poster. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, guess what else? On June 18th, Fast and Furious, Furious premiered in 2001. Who would have thought that almost 20 years later, it is a staple of American pop culture? I mean, yeah, it's incredible. It is one of the biggest franchises in the world. Mm-hmm. This joke of a movie. <laughs> I mean, I say that in a good way. Yeah. Um, Friday, June 19th. Batman Returns premiered in 1992. The Tim Burton-directed superhero film starred Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Christopher Walken. He went on to earn two Academy Award nominations for Best Visual Effects and Best Makeup. This was Keaton's last appearance as Batman. Val Kilmer replaced Keaton in Batman Forever. Dude, I love... Those first two Batman are so great. That Keaton is Batman, yeah. Even in, in the Batman before that, um, just the Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, the opening mm-hmm. of the moving through, and then you pull out to reveal what it is. Look at this, how weird I am. I don't want to spoil it in case somebody's never seen <laughs> it. But that's one of my greatest movie going experiences of all time. I was a little kid and that blew my mind. I was like, oh, that's what it is. I thought it was a cave. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Lastly, before we take a break, June 19th is Ann Wilson's birthday. Ann Wilson, born 1950, is an American musician and the lead singer and songwriter of the of the rock band Heart with songs like Crazy on You, Magic Man, and Barracuda. I mean, those are just straight bangers. Wilson oh, yeah. is considered to be one of the best rock vocalists of all time, for sure. Hart was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2013. Sorry, Warren Zevon. So, uh, kudos. Happy birthday, Ann Wilson. You are a fucking rock legend all right let's take a quick break when we come back we're going to dig in to one of these uh anniversaries and talk more about something like it we'll be right back The Dress Up Gang is a heartwarming, hilarious, and absurd show about Donnie, a sweet childlike man, and Corey, a dad-like deadbeat crashing on his couch. Their friends in the courtyard are played by Andy McDowell as herself and comedians Brent Weinbach, Frankie Quinones, Chase Bernstein, and more. All of their friends have nice butts, if you must know. Well, what's it about? Well, in one episode, Donnie takes a baby skunk in named Wonko, but Wonko is so cute that his neighbor will do anything to get his hands on Wonko to impress his mistress. So yeah, there's stories like that. The show is like warm soup on a cold day with someone to kick to it. While you're stuck inside your house, you might as well stop by ours. The Dress Up Gang is available on the TBS app, Video On Demand, and YouTube TV. V. I want to tell you about High Noon Hard Seltzer made with real vodka and real juice because there's a lot of fake out there, but things just got real. High Noon Sun Sips are the easy drinking, great tasting, sun toasting, blue sky celebrating, memory making awesomeness in a can. Hard seltzers can be made from just about any mixture of soda water and alcohol. Some brands use malt liquors and sugar to flavor their drinks, but High Noon uses real vodka and real fruit juice for 100 calories of easy drinking, take anywhere deliciousness. High Noon Sun Sips are offered in four refreshing flavors, grapefruit, pineapple, black cherry, and watermelon, and the juice in each High Noon Sun Sip is real. They use a mix of juices to make each flavor, but everything comes from real fruit. High Noon Sun Sips come in packs of four and a variety 12 pack, and on their 
website, you can search for places near you to buy High Noon with their Where to Buy page. You can also check out your favorite grocery store, liquor store, or stay safe and practice distance socializing by checking with your preferred alcohol delivery service. High Noon is currently available in 32 states, but if they're not available where you are, contact them and see how they can help. So check out highnoonspirits.com and enjoy responsibly. High Noon Hard Seltzer. Things just got real. Okay, we're back. I know we never have a lot of time, so I want to get through these. I'm going to get right to it. Because of the uh, anniversary of Blues Brothers, we are now, according to Time Out Chicago, going to look at the 17 best Chicago movies of all time. We will start at number 17. I don't know why they picked that number. That feels like a very Chicago thing to me. They're like, hey, because that's what we did. Don't worry about it, Jagoff. Number 17, (laughs) My Best Friend's Wedding. So these are the 17 best Chicago movies of all time. Have you seen My Best Best Friend's Wedding? I have not. It's good. Uh, Some people hate it. I like it. It's fun. (laughs) It's light. I don't want to give the ending away, but I will tell you this. The ending that happens is not the ending they originally shot. When they tested huh. the movie, no one liked the ending, so they went back and reshot it. If you know that movie, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know it, you can find out. Um, it's from 1997. It's got a great musical number in it. Maybe even more than one, actually, now that I think about it. But yeah. Number 16, Adventures in Babysitting. Have you seen that, Noah? I have not seen Dude. that one either. It's Christopher Columbus. You like Harry Potter, right? He he like did the best Christopher um, Columbus movie. I mean, you don't? I like some Potter parts guy? about Harry Potter. <laughs> now I can't fully say that I like Harry Potter. No, but. yes, you can. We, this is my thing on this whole deal. I am taught. I am speaking to the work as it existed. Um, but I'm not saying you can or can't do anything. But uh, Christopher Columbus did a really. I, I really liked his versions of the Harry yes, Potter's movies. I did too. So uh, Adventures in Babysitting is great. I remember watching this movie and man, it makes you scared of Chicago, uh, but it's good. And they like scale the Smurf at stone building in, which is like the diamond roofed building that you see in all the Chicago pictures. Oh yeah. I worked in that building and that building is also known as the clitoris building. And because it was a uh, female architect who made like big feminist statements in her work. And so she designed the top of it. That's supposed to look like a vagina. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, dude. Um, number 15, Drinking Buddies. Olivia Wilde and Jake Johnson mumble their way through the story of two co-workers who fall for each other. I never saw this movie, but there are ample nods to Chicago's drinking culture. Uh, for instance, Wilde is seen wearing a half-acre shirt. Johnson dons an old-style hat. The co-workers spend time at the empty bottle, and locally brewed suds flow liberally. I've never seen Drinking Buddies, is, but I've heard it's good. I haven't either. I heard is Jake Johnson a Chicago guy? Because he also yes. plays a Chicago guy in uh, New Girl. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure he is yeah. a Chicago guy. Yeah. Makes um, sense. Let's see. Well, they work at Revolution Brewing, which is like a great renowned brewery, and it's in Chicago. Number 14, Southside with you. I've never seen this. A Southside filming location... Uh, Southside filming location has a bevy of Chicago actors and supporting cast entice. And the story is the first date between a young Barack Obama and Michelle Robinson. Uh, it has to count at this point as a Chicago legend. I remember hearing about Southside with you, but I never saw it. The story of Barack and Michelle. Did you? 
I have not seen it either. Okay. Number 13 is Widows. This came out in 2018. Did you see Did you see Widows? I feel bad. I haven't seen any of these movies. That's okay, Noah. But I heard good things about Widows. I'm just thinking less of you a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty good. I'll say that. It's pretty good. If you're looking for like okay. a Chicago crime female-led, uh, not that that even matters, but just in case you're in the mood for something like that, uh, it's good. It's pretty good. That's what I'll say. It's pretty good. You know what I've never seen? Number 12, The Man with the Golden Arm. Based on the Nelson Algren novel of the same name, this 1955 drama cast Frank Sinatra as a heroin-addicted drummer. That's all I need to know. It was shot in a studio instead of on location in Chicago. Sinatra's powerful portrayal of the man grappling addiction places the film in the most essential on-screen appearances. I think he got nominated for an Oscar for it. Um, but yeah, I have not seen The Man with the Golden Arm, and I'm not even going to ask Noah because I know. But I hope you saw the next one. Number 11, The Breakfast Club. Have you seen that? Yes, I've seen The Breakfast Club. Great movie, man. I think that they good. should show that to like every freshman high school class and then just you would have a better high school experience oh that's smart yeah uh, uh part of like your you know your what do you call it not initiation but like orientation orientation number 10 yeah. candy man have you seen candy man no but um again i've heard good things i've heard it i watched it when i was a kid and it scared the hell out of me I've not watched it since I was a child, but I know they're make, rebooting Candyman. Jordan Peele is directing mm -hmm. it, I believe. That's right. Number nine, Mean Girls. You've seen Mean Girls, right? Of course. Of course you yeah. have, because you're like um, really pretty. Uh, <laughs> Tina Fey's first feature film was it was this inventive and instantly iconic teen comedy set in the fictional North Shore High School. Sources alternatively cite as its inspiration as Evanston Township and Winneka's New Trier. New Trier High School is also the school from Breakfast Club. Um, right. My mom went there. Oh, really? Awesome. Mm -hmm. And it partially was informed by Tina Fey's time working as a day job at a day job in Evanston while studying at Second City. Number eight, The Fugitive. I didn't kill my wife. Uh, <laughs> great movie. Just a great yep. movie. 1993, Harrison Ford takes place all over Chicago. Tommy Lee Jones wants to check every version of a house to find him. And uh, it's just good. I mean, it's got everything, all the Chicago landmarks from City Hall to the St. Patrick's Day Parade. It's, uh, I, I recommend it highly. Number seven, Ordinary People from 1980. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough, tough one it to It is? I haven't seen it. Would you recommend it? Mary Tyler Moore got nominated um, for an Oscar for it, I think. It's it's a very good movie, but it's uh, it's it's very yeah. It's I, I'll, I'll ju that's all I'll say. Sometimes just I just don't want to feel like shit watching a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it's probably why I can't bring myself to rewatch Moonlight, which I absolutely love, but it's heartbreaking. Um, Medium cool, never seen it, but I've heard about it. Uh, Robert Forrester stars in it. God, he's so good. If you loved him from like Jackie Brown or or his late uh, work as. Uh, late in life work and breaking bad. He's just amazing. Um, I haven't seen medium cool, but I'll check it out. Number five, the untouchables. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. Classic. When he brings a knife, you bring a gun. That's the Chicago way. Brian De Palma's 1987 take on dueling forces of Al Capone and Elliot Ness played by De Niro and Costner respectively. Um, yeah, it's good. I will rewatch this. I honestly don't know that I've watched the whole thing all the way through. Uh, the score, everything is great about it. The baby carriage mm -hmm. scene. Yeah. Number five, The Untouchables. Number four, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Seen it? Oh, of course. Um, 
I like this movie, but the more time I go without seeing it again, I feel like I like it less. And I'm not really sure why. Maybe because he's just like an entitled brat. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But uh, I like the movie. I, I like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Some people, it's like their number one. And it gave us a great ska band. Save Ferris. Um, Cooley High. Never seen it. I'm going to read this. Not seen Number it three, Cooley High from 1975, often, often described as black American graffiti. Cooley High looked back with nostalgia at the early 60s at the real-life Old Town High School that was largely fed by the Cabrini Green Housing Project, a seminal African-American coming-of-age movie and a touchstone for a generation or more of Chicago kids it was also the loose basis for the late 1970s TV sitcom, What's Happening? Add that to the list. I want to watch Cooley High. Never even, that I sounds know, great. Never even heard of it. We should watch it, dude. Uh, number two. Ooh, that's high for this movie. High Fidelity. John Cusack transfer, transferred the action of Nick Hornsby's novel about a man-child record store owner whose rock stop music knowledge is no help in saving his failing relationship. Um it's uh, I think it's really, really good. I'm just surprised it's all the way up at number two. And number one, Blues Brothers. From its depiction of the bustling late 1970s Maxwell Street flea market to a cinematic chase scene sequence that winds through Lower Wacker Drive to Daly Plaza, the Blues Brothers is a loving uh, homage to John Belushi's hometown. The film's soundtrack reaches beyond the city's limits, including tracks by Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin, and James Brown, who also appear in cameo roles. Jake and Elwood's journey takes them many places throughout the rollicking musical comedy, but the vivid portrait of the pair's sweet home Chicago is what makes it memorable. Damn, really good. Uh, two movies, I think it's called, that I, that, that I uh, get honorable mention, even though one person is despicable. The Negotiator, very good Chicago movie. Takes place right on the river. Um, I think it's is it marked for death or above the law? The Steven Spielberg or not Steven Spielberg, oh, Steven Seagal Stephen movie that takes place oh. in uh, in Chicago. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen many Steven Seagal movies. I mean, Home Alone feels like a Chicago. They go to O'Hare. Uh, it is. Uh, it is set in the in the suburbs. I've actually driven by the house because oh, I love really? that movie. <laughs> trying to think. Yeah. Is uh, do any Chicago movies come to mind for you? You know what? You know what one's not here that I absolutely love? Re- What's that? Return to Me. It is my favorite oh, rom-com of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm the Great yeah, I guess, Chicago movie. I guess Home Alone would be it for me. Although I also love Home Alone 2, but that one takes place in New York. Then would you consider oh. The Dark Knight a Chicago movie? No, because it takes place in Gotham, although it was shot yeah. in Chicago, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. All right, that's but it does the list. have cool shots of Chicago. It has some amazing shots. Of Chicago. Yeah. A lot of great lower whacker stuff too. With the is that Dark Knight? Lower whacker. Is it Dark Knight Returns? Is that the one with Heath? Um, Dark Knight Rises. Not sure. I think Dark Knight is Chicago. Dark Knight Rises is Pittsburgh. I think. But Dark Knight Return, that's oh, the second one with I'm the Joker, sure. right? Or the Joker, the first one. Dude, the Joker is in the Dark Knight. Okay, see. This is what yeah. I need you for, dude. <laughs> All right, let me know if there's any Chicago movies that you think should have been put on this list. Or let me know about um, what you think of the ones that we did list. And if you've seen Return to Me, I like you a little bit more. Tonight's episode of The Goodnight Show is produced by Noah Everhart. It was engineered and mixed by Brandon Lynch-Solomon with production assistance from Ben Zyper and Lisa Rubin. The theme music was composed by Chad Bouchard and the artwork was created by CM Dugan. You can check out more of his work at cmdugan.com. 
If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get more content at patreon.com slash the goodnight show. There you can sign up for the goodnight show weekend edition, as well as exclusive weekly episodes of some of our favorite topics. Plus you can get a super cut of this entire week's worth of shows, as well as access to the entire back catalog of the hindsight podcast. Three Patreon tiers are available and the most comprehensive option is less than $10 a month. The Good Night Show is not part of any network, so all proceeds go directly to the cost and people that keep this show on the air. Your support matters and is greatly appreciated. One way to support is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and tell everyone you know about this little show. Thank you again for listening. I'm Daniel Van Kirk, and remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Good night. Good night.